I love that sound. Bible's turning. Matthew 11. Now you're there, say man. Luke 15. So while you're holding your finger, Matthew 11, go to Luke chapter number 15. All right, I'm going to begin reading at Matthew 11. Just going to read one verse. Then we're going to flip over to Luke 15. Matthew 11, verse 11, the Bible says, Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Look at Luke 15, verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I want to preach with the help of the Lord this morning on this thought. What made John so great? What made John so great? You'll see where I'm going in just a moment because there is one word here that I want to use and that one word that I want to use is something John preached regularly. And I want to use that word. Uh, let me today, if we could, uh, pray and then I want to preach today. Jesus never made this comment about anybody. Never made the comment on somebody being great. But he did about John the Baptist. And I want you to see why. Father, I thank you today for the Word of God. Thank you for the privilege of preaching the Word of God. Thank you for the good spirit today. Thank you, God, for what Brother Crabtree shared at Sunday school class. And thank you, God, for the good music. And Lord, we realize it pleases you by the force of preaching. And so, Lord, I pray you'd help your preacher today. God, I can't stand here alone. But God, I know if you help me, Lord, I can preach today what you have for me and what you put on my heart. Lord, I ask you to bless it and touch it. God, I pray, God, you'd use the message for your honor and glory. We ask it all in Christ's name and all God's people said, Amen. you can be seated. I want to share a couple things with you this morning from this great chapter of the Word of God. Of course, you know that John the Baptist was a forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was also uh, prophesied. He would said that he would come and no doubt Jesus I knew that John the Baptist would come and would preach. Matter of fact, you know the story of how that John the Baptist leaped for joy in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, when he heard that Jesus was coming. This story is very familiar to all of us. Also, you know in Luke 15, this is one of the probably most familiar parables in the Bible. Luke 15 talks a lot about a young man that went away from home. They got away from home and yet found himself back at home uh, uh, one day. But this young man was brought back by the same thing that literally made John the Baptist great. You say, preacher, what in the world is that? Well, let me say it like this. Jesus made this statement in Luke 13, 3. Jesus said, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. 
The Bible says that John the Baptist said in Matthew 3, verses 1 and 2, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me say this today. What made John so great, and what made Jesus make that statement, was that John was strong on repentance, and Jesus was strong on repentance. Somebody say amen right there. Jesus said, "If you, uh, you should perish unless you likewise repent. John the Baptist came preaching repentance. Now, if you know much about repentance, you know what this simple word means. It simply means a change of mind or to turn away from. Uh, the Greek word used for repentance has got this great idea of I'm going to turn away from it, I'm going to get away from it, and I'm going to repent of what I'm doing in my life. I think you would all agree that America needs to repent. I think you'd all agree that churches need to repent. That Christians need to repent. And friend, the only thing that's going to change us is if we repent from what we are and we turn to what God wants us to be. Amen? Amen. But you know, sometimes in order to do that, you have to get in a hog pen. Sometime in order to do that, you have to get to the place where you're sorry for where you are, where you're sorry for what you've done, where you're sorry for your sin. And so Jesus said, you must likewise repent. Now all of us know today, but I'll say this in passing, no doubt today you and I need to understand that I, and I firmly believe this, I don't even believe in our dispensation of grace that you can even be saved unless you repent of your sin. That's not my words, that's God's words. Now I want to say something to you today. There is a message being proclaimed from mega churches and a message being proclaimed from liberals that preach a salvation without repentance. Other words, just come and believe. Come and sign a card. Just come and God loves everybody. Friend, I agree. God loves everybody. You know how I know that? He sent his son to die for everybody. And the Bible says, greater love have no man than that. But I want to say this today. I want you to understand. Jesus said, if you're going to be saved, you must repent of your sin. Now, how do I know that to be so? Listen, I grew up in church most of my life. Never grew up in church like this, but I grew up in church. I knew about God. I knew about sin. I knew about the way I was living. I knew about all those things. But until that night I got saved, I never repented of my sin. I turned over a new leaf a few times. I tried to do better a few times. I, I tried to say, you know what? I'm going to take a fresh start tomorrow. But I'm telling you, until I got saved by the grace of God, I had to repent of my sin. But I want to tell you this. That night I repented, buddy. Everything changed. That night I repented. It all, I went a different direction the night I repented of my sin. My dad wasn't in church at that time. He made the statement to me. I wonder how long that'll last. He had a right to make that statement because everything else I'd ever done in that relation, I'd go back on. But I got news for you that night. That night, and let me just say this. It's been quite a few years down the road now. Long time ago from 18, 17, almost 18 years old. Long time down the road to 51. But I'm gonna tell you this. I still haven't went back. 
I haven't been all I ought to be. There's times I've failed the Lord. There's times I've not been everything it should be. There's times I may have not stood where I should have stood. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I am no way near what I used to be. God changed my life. God turned my life. And it all started with repentance. That's what made John so great. John the Baptist came preaching repentance. Preaching repentance. Now I want to look this morning just a little bit at verse number 18 of Luke 15. And I want to give you just three little simple thoughts that will not take me long about repentance. You say, preacher, I'm saved. Do I still need to repent? Oh, yes, friend. Every day. (laughs) Most of us do. You ever find yourself needing to repent? Absolutely. And the rest of you aren't telling the truth. I want you to see in Luke 15, verse number 18, and I want to break this verse down for just a moment. And the Bible says, I will arise and go to my Father. I want you to see, first of all this morning, the rising involved in repentance. The rising involved in repentance. Notice that everything about this boy's life went down, down, down when he got away from the Father's house. Now, I don't have to tell you it's elementary, but you know that the Father's house, I And God the Father or the Father in this home is a picture of God the Father, this son of a wayward child. No doubt about it at all. God's concerned about his children when they get away from him. And we need to stay close to him. And we need to stay with him. But I want to say this today. Hey, there is a time in our life when we got to rise up out of where we are and realize where we are and say, God, I need some help. And we got to get up and get to the Lord. The rising involved in repentance. Notice the Bible says here about this young man, I will arise. You see, sin lowers your morals. Sin lowers your convictions. Certainly sin lowers your friendships. For this young man had joined himself to a citizen of that country. He done spent all he had on a bunch of people that thought they, that he thought were his friends. They done took everything he had. Now he's in a hog pit feeding off the swine and he has nothing. But I want you to notice this. The Bible says when he realized where he was, he said, ain't but one thing to do. I will arise. Now, do I believe that is figurative? Yes, I do. I believe literally he's laying in the mud pit and he said, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get up. But the spiritual application to all of us is this. If we get away from the Father's house, if we get to doing things that we are not do, we're going to go down, down, down. I promise you that. You say, but oh, preacher, I know people in the world, they're living it up. Friend, listen, I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm not talking about people that are living, listen, they ain't got no hope of eternity. They ain't got no hope of the future. Their best time is right now, whether it be good or bad. But I'm telling you, you and I that are born again, children of God, saved by the grace of God, you and I need to understand that we cannot get away from God without it causing us to go down. Amen. Amen. There's a rising in repentance. No doubt here in the word of God, here is a young man that said, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to stop going down. And I'm going to let God, or I'm going back, he said, to the Father. 
Figuratively, I understood what he did. He's going to get out of the hog pen. He's going home. For all of us, here's what God is saying to us. God is saying to us, you can't keep going away from me. Because the farther you go away from me, the more mess you're going to get in. But God's saying to us what you need to do is you need to arise. There's some of you here today, listen to me. Everybody's got secret lives. We all do. I do, you do, everybody does. We got things in our lives we wouldn't want nobody to know. We got things in our thoughts we wouldn't want nobody to know. Sometimes we carry those thoughts out. Sometimes we do those things. Sometimes, uh, in general, we get away from the Lord. And we may not really realize uh, sometimes just how far we are. You may be here today and nobody knows whatsoever. But you know the journey you're taking. And it's taking you farther away from God. And it's going down. But you don't have to. The Bible says he said that he would arise. He would arise. See, there's, there's rising involved in repentance. When I realize, you know what? I'm going down and I need some help. I'm going down and I don't want to go that way. I wish I had time to tell you. Are you with me? Say man. I wish I had time to tell you how many people that I've watched begin to go down. That relationship at work, that time spent on the internet, that flirting, that getting around people that are worldly as a friendship, and you begin to go down. See, the deal is one day you'll get to the bottom of that and then you'll realize, you know what, there's one way to go. I will arise. Amen. That's the rising in repentance. Number two, the road in repentance. Look back at your Bible. He says, I will arise. And he didn't say, I will go to the church. He didn't say that I will go to some preacher. He didn't say that I will go. He said, I will arise first and go to my father. Can I say this? What he's saying is, there ain't but one road to go back on. And that road leads right to the father. Friend, it ain't about letting the preacher down. It ain't about letting the church down. It ain't about letting your family down. Honey, it's all about letting God down. And we got to get back to the father. We got to get back to the Lord. Lord, we got to get back to where we need to be. I hate to be away from God. I had a couple days last week, I got, I'll just be honest with you, I got busy and I didn't spend the time I'd been spending with him in weeks and weeks prior and I could tell it. One day I went in to pray and I said, Lord, these last couple days our relationship ain't been that good. And I could feel in my spirit God say to me, I ain't been nowhere. Right? I ain't been nowhere. But I'll tell you what, all I had to do is get back here in that back little bedroom, close that door, get out on my face and say, God, I'm here to spend a little time with you. I'm here to be around you a little bit. I want you to snuggle up with me and love on me and help me. And I tell you what, long, buddy, I realize there ain't but one road I need to be on, and that road was to the Father's house. And when I got there, God help me when I got there. Amen. Maybe it's been the last, been a long time since some of you just visited the Father's house. One spoke to him. 
He said, I will arise. Arise is the rising involved in repentance. He said, I will arise and go to my father. That's the road involved in repentance. When he says, listen, hey, this parable, this father represents God. No doubt sin takes us farther and farther and farther away from God. My daddy used to have a saying. He'd say, straighten up and fly right. I think I heard that about 10 times a day. And I'm glad one day when I couldn't straighten up and fly right, God took care of that. Amen. Fit some turbulence through the years, but still flying right. Bible says in Matthew 7, Enter in straight, great for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that lead to destruction. Many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads to life, and few there be that find it. Let me say this morning, what road are you traveling this morning? I want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask every single person, if you're a member of Calvary Day, say by the grace of God a question. What kind of road are you traveling today? The road you're on right now, what is it leading you to? Your life right now, what, if you keep going the direction you're going. Now, I'm not talking about you're saved, you're saved. But I'm talking about what's it leading you to? What's your relationship with God leading you to? What, what is your Bible reading leading you to? What is your prayer time leading you to? What, right now in your life, which way are you going? I'm going to say this to you. If the way you're going is not toward God, you are going in the wrong direction. That's right. Well, preacher, my job took me a little bit away from the Lord. Bad job. Well, preacher, I, I'll be honest with you. I, the, 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 I had some children and children took them away from God. Uh, don't blame it on them. I'm not going to say bad children. But I do want to say this. You have to understand First of all, you have to arise and say, you know what? I got I to gotta do something here. Second thing is, you got to get on the right road. I'm going to get to God. I'm going to get to God. Amen. Amen? I'm going to get to God. Third of all, I want you to see this, and I'm done. The recognition involved in repentance. He said, I will arise. That's a good thing. He said, I'll go to the Father. That's a wonderful thing. But then he says this statement. And I'll say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You know, we almost take 1 John 1, 9 a day as a joke. Well, if I do something wrong, I'll just 1 John 1, 9 it. I wonder how God feels about that. What we're basically saying to God is, I'm going to go ahead and do something wrong, then I'm just going to throw the Bible verse out, and God ain't got no choice but to forgive me. That probably has a little bit to do with what our heart's like too, don't you think? I mean, that'd be like me going home and slapping my wife and drinking a six-pack and saying, well, I'm going to enjoy this and I'll just first John 1, 9 it when I get done. i got news for you. I don't quite think that's what that verse means. Because <laughs> I don't see no repentance in that. A lot of you got children and you, you understand this. You ever seen the difference in repentance and sorry you got caught? <laughs> right? <laughs> I told y'all stories. I won't go into them when I was coming up as a boy. There's a whole lot of times, man. Only thing wrong with me is I'm sorry I got caught. If I had got caught, I'd have kept doing what I was doing. Y'all ever get nervous when your kids get quiet in another room? It's really quiet, you know. I'm looking at Amy and him laughing right now. You know what I'm talking about? Gets really, when he gets quiet, I can see Brother Jonathan jump up and say, Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's way too quiet. You know why? You know why that is? The reason for that is 
is because you know they're probably into something and they ain't going to stop till you go catch them. Right? And I'm going to tell you this. Same way with God, except it doesn't work that way. See, the Bible says that he realized, first of all, he recognized the degradation of his deeds. In other words, he realized, he realized that what I'm doing and done is wrong. We call things nice names, but repentance will not be so nice. Repentance, you've got to name it, deal with it. I was thinking this morning, I've been pastoring a lot of years, and I was thinking this morning about people that are up and down, in and out. I mean, and I'm thinking this morning, does not the same conviction in their heart is the same that's in mine? Can I tell y'all the honest truth? There are times I, I want to do wrong. <laughs> Look at y'all. I, I know it's not you because in the, in the foyer, I saw your wings and halo and stuff. I realize you'll put them on when you leave. But pray for us weaker brethren, man. You ever had times you just, you, honestly, you just, you thought, I know it's wrong and I don't care. We try to make a we try to make excuse for it. He recognized, you know what he said? He said, I'm gonna go tell the father I've sinned. Wouldn't it be nice if people quit blaming everything on everybody else? Can I get a witness? People that say like, well, I wouldn't have done it, but that's the way I was raised. Build a bridge, man. Huh? I was raised on a chicken farmer's son. He gambled all the time, fighting chicken gambling. Huh? Had a mama took me to church, but you know what? I didn't grow up and be no chicken. I grew up, I grew up liking chicken though. But I, but I, I, I especially Cajun. But I didn't, I, I didn't grow up in my life. Listen, you, you can't blame young people. Listen, I know you may not have Christian parents. I know you may not have Christian hope. But you got somebody who loves you right here. Has brought you to the house of God. Told you about the Lord. And I'm telling you, without a shadow of a doubt, you can make some of your life with the help of God. Amen. If he repent, Amen. he recognized the degradation of his deeds. Lastly, he recognized the dishonor in his deeds. He said, I'll rise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. But then he said this, and before thee. By the way, let me say this. When we sin, it hurts others. Romans 14, 7 reads like this. Listen to this. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. When we sin, it, it hurts others. David said against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight in Psalm 51.4. Repentance is not a bad word. Repentance is a step to a brand new life. Repentance is a step toward victory. It's not a step toward defeat. Repentance is saying, Lord, I can't keep going the way I'm going. Stand to your feet, every head bowed, every eye closed. And everybody look up at me just a moment. I said every head bowed, every eye closed, have it. Look up here at me just a moment. Let me say something to you real quickly today. 
And everybody just look at me a moment and say something real quickly today. If you've never repented of your sin and trusted the Lord as your Savior, I will say this today, God can turn your life around. He can change you. You believe that? He can change you. There are people right here today that are a testimony that if you give your life to Christ, repent of your sin. See, a lot of people want to repent of what they've done. We need to repent of what we are. You, you, you will not go to hell, Brother Bill, because of what you've done. I will not go to hell because I said a cuss word. I will not go to hell because I drank alcohol. I will not go to hell because I, I did the things I used to do before I got saved. That's not what was... I, I don't repent of what I've done. I repent of what I am. Oh, by the way, what I am is inclusive on all of I've done. You know what I am? I'm a sinner. And the only way to go to heaven is sinners got to get saved. And if you get saved, what you were is not what you're going to be. Amen. And God, I like what that young boy got saved during the Jubilee saying. I said, son, what did God do for you today? He said, it's different. <laughs> Don't you like that? What did God do for you today, son? It's different. Hallelujah. If you've never been saved, let me tell you what, it's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Lord, have mercy. I love being saved. Does anybody like it? I mean, I like being saved. Praise God. Some days might be a little rough, but every now and then, him Holy Ghost gets a tickling down inside of my soul and remind me what God did for me and how good God, Lord, how mercy. I'm reminded from day to day to day to day to day how good God is. If you've never been saved, say, preacher, I want to get saved. Repent of your sin. Repent of who you are. Turn, turn, turn. Turn to God. Amen? Number two, watch this now. What about if you are saved? Well, preacher, I don't have to repent anymore. I'm saved. Oh. I wonder if there's anything in your life as a Christian you can turn away from. I wonder if anything holding you back. I wonder if anything keeping you from being what God wants you to be. If that's the case, that's the case, step away from it. Amen. Repent of it. The same is going to play softly. I'm giving an invitation. We're done. But don't you listen to me. Any step you take away from God is a step down. Any step you take toward Him is a road home. 